0: If you guys have been listening
1: to Ask Women for a while, you probably know my voice associated with some cynicism, maybe some jokes you are not a fan of, or maybe you are a fan of because you've got great taste. Well, either way, I've come a long way from that cynical gal, and I'm doing amazing things helping guys get their banter and conversation skills on track, as well as making those dating profiles look not so terrible. Or dare I say good? No, dare I say great. I get them looking great. And I've been doing it long enough now that I'm seeing actual results coming in from guys that I've worked with, like, you know, for example, engagements, things like that. I have to say, I feel pretty good about my skills and those dudes do too. So if you want to be smooth and witty in conversation or smooth and witty in your profile, you know who to come and see. And that's me, Kristen. And I'm at kristenandchill.com. All of my stuff is up there if you guys want to hit me up and uh, get my help. So again, kristenandchill.com.
2: Coming up on this week's episode of the Ask Women Podcast, we have an unbelievable show for you. We are covering height. Does it matter? Does it not matter to women? We're covering style, the good, the bad, and the ugly. It's a jam-packed episode that was really fun to record. You're going to want to hear this episode. So keep listening. (music)
1: Welcome to the Ask Women podcast. Hope you guys are all doing well. As I said, every show I think that I've been on, I'm losing my mind. But I'm your host, Kristen Carney, along with Marnie Kinris. and today we have Brock from TheModestMan.com, who Marnie and I met at Manfluential, and was one of the guys that we were blown away with by his style. Right, Marnie? Oh yeah. Oh for sure. I mean, the whole room we were blown away by. We've mentioned really? this
2: several times. Like but it was literally, Brock. Yeah, but no, but you, you looked good. You and who else was it? That tall guy, Michael, who good makes friend. suits. He was fantastic too. Like there were certain guys that stood out to me and you were definitely one of them.
3: Yeah, it was a well-dressed room for sure. But yeah, I appreciate it.
2: Amazing. And so we saw you speak. We really liked you. We liked what you were talking about. And why don't you tell people what it is that you do and talk about so they can understand why we liked you so much and wanted you to come onto our podcast. Cool. Yeah.
3: Well, thanks so much for having me. So I run The Modest Man, which is a website, YouTube channel, and of course, all the social media. And it's basically a style blog where I give men's fashion advice and everything that goes along with it. So grooming, a little bit of fitness, a little bit of confidence. But unlike a lot of other style or fashion blogs... I kind of approach everything from the perspective of a shorter guy because I'm five, six so and lower. shoes. From a, a from, from a lower, yeah, looking <laughs> up. Yeah, always looking <laughs> up. <laughs> right, right. The reason being is because when I started it, I kind of started it to scratch my own itch. Like I was starting to get into style and everything, not from like a fashion perspective, but I was working at my first corporate job after college. And I just wasn't a well-dressed guy. And I remember my boss actually kind of made like an offhand comment about it after a meeting one day. And I was like, oof, (sighs) that hurt, you know?
2: (laughs) What did he say? That Because you must have been really bad. It
3: was bad. It was bad. I brought an old backpack to a meeting and he was just kind of like, hey, maybe think about getting a real bag, you know? I was like, (gasps) all right, noted.
1: Next time, send him to me. So he should say that in a funny way where you'd be telling the story and making him sound like he was charismatic and actually hilarious about the situation. Right. And not a dick. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah.
3: If I knew you back then, I would have.
2: (laughs) But this dick motivated you and started a business for you. So maybe he's not that big of a dick. True, true. He he got something started. Yeah. And and I mean, I kind
3: of always look back and it's like, I I don't really know what I would be doing right now if I didn't have that very specific problem of like having trouble finding clothes to fit. So in in a lot of ways, it's kind of a blessing. But yeah, it was back then. This was like 2013 and... There weren't really like there wasn't a men's influential conference, you know. There wasn't all these YouTube channels, weren't podcasts like you guys. So it was right. there were a handful of style blogs, and I started reading up, googling, you know, how should my pants fit and all that stuff. But everything I found was geared toward your average guy who's like five ten and slightly overweight, you know. Right. So I started spending more money on clothes and and kind of investing, but it didn't fix the problems, which was that my clothes just didn't fit. So I just started writing about the stuff that I was learning about how clothes should fit and the best colors to wear if you're shorter and just all that stuff. And I didn't know if there'd be an audience, but it turns out there there are a lot of shorter guys who also want to look good.
2: Yeah. So in the very beginning, when you were doing your research and you would find directions on how clothes should fit, where would you go to purchase clothes that would fit right? Like, So you said it was for the average guy, but how did you make that style fit for you? Did you have to spend a lot on hemming things and getting it, not personally, but like, you know what I mean? Tailored. Like, it's tailored, right. Did you have to custom tailor it for yourself?
3: Totally. Yeah. I mean, that, that was kind of the answer. It's just like,
2: find That's a expensive. good tailor.
1: That's amazing because yeah. it's like a short guy. It's like, you want to do masculine things, you know, like, I don't know, swing a hammer, or go play basketball, but you're at home sewing. like doo, doo, right. Doo, doo,
3: doo. <laughs> right. It's so dumb that like, that scene is not masculine because... Like, there was a time when every dress shirt was custom made. Every suit was custom I know, made. And that's hot. You
1: know? It's sexy. It's really oh, yeah. sexy to picture sexy. these men getting fitted and going to the
2: oh, tailor. Yeah. Oh, yes. That totally, is very sexy. Totally. Like a guy standing up on one of those things and getting a suit fit to fit him. Oh, it's amazing. Right in the crotch area. Yeah, of <laughs> right. course. So, why don't you tell us before we dive into maybe how to dress taller or how to dress for your height, whatever it may be? I want to hear from you about being a guy who is a little bit shorter than the average guy and how that did affect you and how changing your style. I don't know if it—if that shifted things for you. I'd love to to hear that little story.
1: Oh, that little story. Yeah. See, I...
2: <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice.
1: Unintended. <laughs> <laughs> You're being a good <laughs> sport. You're being an amazing sport.
2: Oh, by I, the way. I've
3: heard all the puns. I'm to- <laughs> totally on board with it.
2: I know. You're the one person we can say these things to you and joke around about. But one thing I do want to take note of, it's like the fact, and I say this to my kids all the time, because when my son, who's six years old, gets made fun of by his three-year-old brother and he goes crazy, I'm like, no, it won't affect him if you just... Don't react. And like that is so powerful. And the way that you're taking everything now is that's what makes it fun. And that's what makes you want to continue engaging with you. If you got pissy as soon as I said something, then first of all, we would stop doing that. But then it wouldn't be as enjoyable. So sorry, I'm interrupting you, but I'd love to hear about your backstory.
3: Yeah, I mean and that that is a good point. No one cares about your height. No one actually cares. Like, yes, some people, men and women have like certain physical attributes that might be deal breakers for them in terms of like who they date. First of all, most people don't. It's like a lot of women will say, oh, I only date guys that are six feet plus. Turns out they married a, a guy who's five seven, right? Because they found right. they found the right guy. He happened to be five seven. So I right. think a lot of a lot of people don't actually care. But what I've noticed is there's sort of a spectrum. And on one end of the spectrum, you have guys who don't even know they're short. You guys met Aaron Marino at the Men yeah. oh, conference. Yeah. I don't think anybody ever told him he's short. He just doesn't know. He thinks he's seven feet tall, you know Right. And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have guys who it's like crippling source of insecurity. And there's a lot of people in between. And I think in my life, I've been somewhere in between for all my life. And as I get older, I move toward that Aaron Marino side of the spectrum. And I think that it's tough in high school. You don't get the growth spurt. Somebody else does. You got to stop playing basketball and start playing soccer. College, you know, hopefully you start to find yourself a little bit. And then when you're an adult... There's nothing you can do. You know, no one earns their height. You're not going to get any taller, and a guy who is taller didn't do anything to deserve it. So I think you have to focus on the stuff that you can't control. I think style is like really low hanging fruit yeah. compared to kind of improving your body or something like that. Like dressing well is low hanging fruit. It's it's pretty easy. So focus on that stuff. A couple other things I did, like I got into music. I've been a musician for my whole life, and so that that gives me confidence that I I can play piano for people and, and I can play drums. I've been in bands. I got into fitness and martial arts, you know, and that gave me confidence. So there's so many things you can do to earn confidence, even if you don't, if you weren't born with it because of something pretty trivial like height.
2: Right. I love that. I love how you say that. So tell me what style did for you once you figured out the do's and don'ts and the rules. What did it do for you? Well, I I think
3: it's hard to say what it does externally. I mean, I, I do think that it... It changes the way people look at you, especially people that don't know you yet, because there's that first impression and we all judge each other based on how we look and how Mm -hmm. we're dressed. And so it's that first impression and you can really control that first impression. So You can tell somebody who you are, what you care about, that you care about your appearance. And this really matters... Yeah. Like if you're obsessed with New York, you know, you can tell people that like right away.
2: Right. <laughs> Kristen is wearing a shirt and hat that are screaming, I love New York right now. So Head to toe why.
1: literally in New York. Yeah. It's
2: pathetic. Uh, no, yeah. it's not pathetic. It's
1: amazing. <laughs> Sorry to
2: interrupt you. Yeah.
3: Yeah. And I think it really matters in, in certain situations, like especially at work. If you're in a an office environment, being taken seriously by your boss and moving up and stuff like that. If you're presenting in a meeting, feeling good about yourself and, and making sure that if nothing else that your clothes aren't working against you... I think is is really important. I think it helps in the dating world too. I mean, I know that my wife—it's something she remembers about when we met—that I cared about what I was wearing. You know,
2: so you had already turned around your style when you had met her.
3: I was in the process. I mean, it, it's such a marathon that, like, I'm sure in ten years I'll look back now and be like, "Ah, oh, what was I doing?" You know? Right. But yeah, I cared at that point, and she knew that, and she later said it's not like a deal breaker for her, but she's like, "I really preferred dating somebody who." cared and put in some effort into their clothing. And it wasn't just like an afterthought, which it is for most guys. I think those two areas of life, it it is really important.
2: Amazing. Well, so tell me more because you were talking about women not really caring so much about height. I'd love to hear some of your stories about dating women as somebody who is a little bit shorter than the average guy. Did you have good experiences with women before meeting your wife?
3: Yeah, yeah, I I did. I mean, again, it's hard to say how it would have been if I was the same person, but but six feet tall because I wouldn't be the same person to be honest. But I never felt held back or noticed any blatant problems. I never met any women, at least in real life. You know, people say whatever on Twitter, but I never met any women who were. Like mean about it or anything like that. I know that does happen, which is unfortunate. But no, I, I never felt like that. And, and it's funny because even with online dating, I, I did online dating for a while. And I know a lot of guys, a lot of shorter guys complain that on a site where you have to list your height, or you can list your height, that if you're under a certain height, you won't get any matches or any dates. And I didn't find that true at all. I mean, there are hundreds of millions of people on these platforms. And some of them will care and some of them won't. So if you're not meeting anybody there, it's probably something else, you know?
2: Yeah, well, it's funny. So you are in my category of the height that I would have listed. Like for me, I happen to have a husband who is six, But three, six foot four now, but that would have not been my preference. Like the five foot five to five ten category was like my preference before. I wanted somebody that I could put my arm around and put his arm around me and we can look up at each other and it's not straining our necks. And I liked like just to be able to hug around a person's neck and not get on my tippy toes or anyway. That was my category before. So I always do find it so interesting when guys are like, yeah, nobody lists my height as being part of their category. I want to ask you, when you were dating online, if somebody did say that their preference was for somebody in a certain height category, would you ever approach them? Or would that deter you from going after somebody that you were attracted to?
3: I think with online, I don't know, if somebody specifically mentioned that in their profile, I don't know if that would stop me from sending them a message or reaching out in the real world. No, if they were taller than me, that wouldn't stop me. If I met somebody in real life and then they they said, Oh, you're shorter than I thought, I'd probably just try to brush it off or say, Yeah, you know, and kind of move on. Cause like I said, I I really don't think most people actually care. I think if anything, maybe they're testing you to see how much you care.
2: Yeah. I and if they too. do care,
1: it's okay
3: that they have a, a physical preference like that. Maybe you like a certain type of woman and, and that's okay too.
1: Right. So as someone who is occasionally on the dating apps, I say the dating apps like I'm old now, which I am it's on the Facebook, right? the Facebook, the Gmail, the new HIP app, or it's not new, but everyone seems to be on Hinge right now. A lot of people that are really good catches are on Hinge, but they do make you list your height because when you fill out the form when you sign up, it says, put this visible, put this hidden, put this visible, but for height, it does not allow you to put it invisible. And The people who are setting their height preferences to five foot nine and taller aren't going to see the men that do set it to five foot seven or five foot six. So, what are your thoughts on fibbing just so you can get into their world and then win them over by perhaps having a great profile? And then she kind of gives in a little bit and decides to chat. Is that something that you'd recommend or no?
3: Excellent question. Yes, I would recommend lying about your height on apps and online dating, only by one or two inches.
1: Call it a tall tale.
3: Uh-huh. It would be. It would be a tall tale. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the long and short of it. But
1: yeah. th- this, oh, so,
3: <laughs> interestingly, I don't know if you remember OkCupid. Okay yeah. Yes. Of, of course. Right. So this was like. I mean, please, it still exists, dark. right? It still,
1: unfortunately, it exists. I don't yeah. know if
3: anybody used that. I mean, I, I was. They doing do. This they before. do. They do. Really? Okay. So I, I was on OkCupid okay and like. Plenty of Fish and like the, the websites because this was pretty tender. And I remember OkCupid had a really good blog and they took all the data that they were gathering from their uh, users and they would write these awesome posts and they wrote a post about height. And it turns out everybody lies about height on online dating and taller men lie more, which is interesting because... So say you're 5'5", five, five, you might lie and say you're 5'6". But if you're 5'10", you're going to lie and say you're 6 foot because... Tall guys really want to be at that six foot barrier. And shorter guys, you're not going to say you're five, seven, say you're six foot. Like, so right. when I was on there, I would say five, seven or something like that. And then you meet in real life and it's like, ah, you're shorter than I thought. It's like, that's everybody.
2: Right. Yeah. You're like, oh, I'm not wearing my heels this time.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
2: I want to talk more with you about style because that is your specialty. So when you first started dabbling in the style world, where did you start? Because, like, I have a stylist that I work with, that I send many of the guys that I work with to, and when she works with them, she just like makes them look like a million dollars. Like just having a little bit of that like cool style added in for themselves is absolutely amazing, and it's a huge transformation. But for guys who are doing this on their own, they don't want to spend a fortune to work with a stylist. Like, what are maybe three places? that guys who are listening can start to improve their style so that they can have the same response as you where you were saying, women would look at you different. The first impression definitely transformed for you. So what can guys do that are listening, that are easy and not expensive?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I think the easiest and most affordable thing to do is, is to find a tailor because you don't have to buy anything new. And so say a new pair of jeans, 50 bucks, getting them hemmed is 10 bucks. And... There's probably chances are half of your closet is stuff that you haven't worn in over a year, and half of that is just because it doesn't fit. You know, oh, really? so I think that's most guys. And so I would take before buying anything new, I would do like a wardrobe cleanse, a little audit of your wardrobe, and look at everything. Get rid of all the stuff that that you just shouldn't own because you you don't wear it, and then the stuff that you would wear if it fit better, take it to a tailor. And this can be. It can be the dry cleaner across the street. It can be the place that does wedding dresses in your neighborhood. It doesn't have to be like a men's tailor, you know, or like a custom suit shop. Like anybody can do pants shortened, sleeves taken in, simple stuff like that. So I think that's kind of like by far the most bang for your buck.
2: Okay. Like, so I'm just picturing some guy who usually sits around in a New York t shirt, maybe a baseball cap, really horribly fitting jeans and having him suddenly transform into all of this new style world. Do you think that if a guy makes a major shift like that, where one day he's dressing a certain way and then the next day he transforms into your style, your style is very well put together and it's very, it's not trying too hard. But like, do you think that that is a big risk for guys to jump into fashion like that right away? I don't think so. Or should they baby step into it? I mean,
3: I think it's hard to go that fast anyway, because it would be it just takes time to like literally takes time to take your stuff to the tailor and to go through your clothes and it's expensive to buy new stuff. So I, I don't think you can go too fast. I would definitely not like if you're just a baller and you just wanna get this done, get a stylist because that is right. There's professionals out it's there. A- yeah, exactly. It's a shortcut. But for most guys, I think it's gonna be hard to go fast. And yeah, it's gonna feel weird. Like if you've been wearing jeans that are three inches too long and they're stacking up on your shoes and they have like nine inch leg openings and you get them hemmed and tapered a little bit, they might feel even like tight. But if you've been wearing t-shirts and then you just upgrade to like an Oxford button down, it's going to feel a little weird. Do it for a week every day and then it'll be the new normal. And then you can kind of move on to the next thing.
1: I think something that's super important is just immersing yourself in fashion because I think a lot of people don't even have an eye for it. With like my brother, it's almost like a colorblind thing. He's a great-looking guy. He has no sense of fashion whatsoever, and I try every now and then to like send him a link to something or to like point out something that looks really great and it just doesn't seem to sink in. And he's actually watched Aaron Marino before, and I I was like, "Oh, good, he might get it now. Like he might actually grasp it." But he doesn't. And so like exploring online, but how do they know they're finding the right look online and it's not because if they don't have the eye for it it might look nice to them but it's not really the look they should go for where should they look for the right resources
3: yeah that that's a good point cuz there's it's like a choose your own adventure and there's so many possibilities like yeah i think a lot of guys just don't know like their style identity they're like am i preppy like am i rugged or street like what am i you know right. not that you have to pick one but it does help to just kind of like maybe take a couple labels
1: you know having focus will keep you from going all over the place and then end up keep you from looking wacky exactly
3: yeah and also think like and i don't know if this is as true for women but like guys for the most part they just want kind of like a complete wardrobe that's like pretty interchangeable they don't want to think about it every day like they want to be able to pick a shirt and pants and just know it's going to go together it's like one thing you can do is for your palette once you've got fit down you think about color and for your palette just go with neutrals first like 80 percent of your wardrobe just make it like what Baron uh, from Everless Gent would call menswear neutrals. And so this is like navy, gray, white, brown, olive, and that's it. And that can be like pretty much everything. And then once you're comfortable with that, throw in some burgundy or like throw in some yellow or you know wh- whatever colors you like and kind of make it your own. But if you stick to those neutrals you can get dressed in the dark and you're still going to look good.
1: Yeah. I think J. Crew. I actually heard that they're going bankrupt or so they're filing for... They are. Yeah. And it's so sad to me because that is such a good classic look. And so I feel like a good starting point is just to look at J. Crew's website and see how the men are dressed because no matter who you are, what your size, obviously, you'd have to get stuff tailored if your size isn't traditional. But everything looks good on everyone from J. Crew in terms of men's stuff. It's super sharp, clean. You can't go wrong. And if you like want to add personality, get an accessory like a cool pair of glasses. If it's a little bit too preppy for you, stuff like that.
3: Totally, I think you're totally right. J. Crew like nails that. Just any guy can pull off a little higher than average aesthetic. You know.
1: Right. Yeah,
2: we're gonna take a quick break, and then I want to come back and talk more about style. So we'll be back in a second.
1: There is no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partner Bet Online. Sports are slowly making their way back with the UFC, NASCAR, and soccer leading the way. BetOnline has all the best odds lines for the upcoming matches this weekend. Need more? BetOnline has simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC happening every day live for you to check out. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of live casino games, poker tournaments, and all the best props in the business. Visit betonline.ag or use your mobile device and join now to receive your new welcome bonus and start playing today. BetOnline: your online sportsbook experts. I'm about to give you the inside information on where to get high-quality organic and non-GMO groceries delivered to your door for a lot less than what you're paying now. And what am I talking about? Why, Thrive market, of course. Ever since learning about them, I've ordered actually, I think now four times from them. And every time I do, I get something so quick and high quality that I cannot get where I live right now or where I'm staying at the moment because I'm kind of in the middle of nowhere. And since I'm a special member, I'm getting a really good deal because I'm saving 25 to 50% off traditional retail prices. And when I spend $49 or more, I get their free carbon neutral shipping. Listen to me and try Thrive Market and become a member risk-free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash women. Join today and you'll get up to $20 in shipping credit toward your first order. That's T-H-R-I-V as in Victor, E-market.com slash askwomen to start your risk-free membership and get up to $20 toward your first order. thrivemarket.com slash women.
4: As you know by now, I'm finally doing something about my weight and my health by starting Awaken 180 Weight Loss. I've already dropped about 18 pounds, and I'm not the only one. Kendrick Perkins is down about 30 pounds, and we're just two of 11,000 who found the solution for weight loss. No gym, no medication, no tricks, or gimmicks. Awaken 180, a combination of science, nutrition, and expert one-on-one coach. If you have weight to lose, I recommend you call Paige and her team. You'll lose weight starting the first week and each and every week until you get to your ideal weight. Awaken 180, six locations. But during this lockdown, they're starting to Virtually, the same program from the comforts of your home. Simply log in to awaken180weightloss.com. Fill out the form online and start your weight loss transformation. Awaken 180 Weight Loss, the official weight loss program for the Boston Red Sox.
0: This episode is brought to you by Sax.com.
2: All right, we are back. Okay, I want to dive more into style for every single guy, short, tall, fat, thin, whatever it is. And one thing that you guys were bringing up before is doing research on styles that you like and styles that other people are wearing. Are there other places that you can recommend that guys go to do a little bit of research and figure out what style they are. I know you were talking before about am I the biker? Am I the rugged guy? Am I the poet? Like are there other than seeing where your eye goes to, are there questions to ask yourself before you even start going out and researching? What would you suggest as a process for people just starting with fashion? Yeah,
3: there's actually a really good resource. Well, there's a few on- online, so one of the best places to start is on Reddit, actually. There's a subreddit called Male Fashion Advice. And it's really, really good. And, and if you go there and, and look at kind of like the staple post on the sidebar, they have these lookbooks. They have these kind of um avatars for different like aesthetics. So there's the one they call the basic bastard, which I think is a great place to start. And that's that's J. Crew, basically. It's your white leather sneakers and your olive chinos and your Oxford shirts, you know. And that's a really good place to start. And then they have you know, from there you can kind of branch out into your different aesthetics: your rugged, and your preppy, and and your street and minimal. And I think if you spend a little while looking at those, one of them is going to jump out at you. You're going to kind of gravitate toward one of them, but you might not even know that like Scandinavian minimalism is a thing. And so if you spend some time on those, I think that's good. I have an outfit archive: themossman.com/outfits. You can kind of browse what I like wearing and and like shop the look. He Spoke Style is another website that has like an outfits archive. And then just like Instagram and YouTube. I mean, there, there's so many menswear influencers out there right now. You're going to love a couple of them. And if you find somebody whose aesthetic you love, especially if they're kind of built like you, that's a really good place to start too.
1: And if you go on Reddit, you can share your photo, right? And have some people maybe rate. And of course, you're putting yourself in the lion's den. But you can get some feedback and you don't necessarily know who it's from. But if you want, I think like a good safe place to get some feedback on your outfits, I think you could definitely go on Reddit. But actually, someone that was doing some banter with me recently told me about this website. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. And there's plenty of them like it. But photofeeler.com. Have you guys heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know about it. You basically go and get your picture rated. Yeah, where you go and people can rate you. Oh, it's great. Yeah. So, I mean, it might get you a little bit like uh, nervous, but if you break that barrier and just put something up there and get people's... Ask them, what about your clothes? They can help you in like an affordable way. You know, if you can't go to a stylist or you don't have a friend or something like that. Yeah, that's a great call. Yeah, especially for right now, for people who can't get out of the house. Would
2: you suggest like showing friends of yours an outfit? Like, does it matter what other people think if you feel good? Well, I mean, it's like the blind leading the blind. Sometimes,
1: you know. Right. You you don't want to go to an
2: unstylish friend and say, "Like, do I look good?" Because he might (sighs) just be like, "Yes." (laughs) <laughs> or or no. And then he could be, you know, sitting at home wearing his like
1: eat shit t shirt and <laughs> like right now we're doing this podcast. I look like a garbage man who loves New York. Right. I mean, I can't really see Marnie and Brock, of course, looks handsome.
3: I just worked out, so I'm not wearing anything special.
1: <laughs> and I'm in my pajamas the still. There's a... Yeah. It's just ironic to give this advice, I'm not practicing what we preach at the moment. I know. I know. That's like my world, world lately.
2: lately.
3: <laughs> There's a lot of really good Facebook groups. Like I have one for for modest man. A lot of style blogs have their own Facebook groups, and a lot of what happens in that group is just people posting their outfits. And it's like it's not Reddit, so it's not it's private. It's like not invite only, but there's an approval process.
2: It's supportive people, not assholes. Right. Or you know who you're putting yourself out, right? Which is good. Right. It's really gonna be a little
3: more gentle, more gentle, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah more so, gentle, but yeah.
2: also extremely supportive. It's it's like meant to help you, not meant to tear you down and make you feel horrible for putting yourself out there. Christian, I wanted to ask you, what does style mean to you about a man? Like,
1: what is it telling you about a guy? The first thing that came to my head the minute you said that was, basically, it means to me someone who has value. Someone who gets it. It's just, I instantly, the minute you said that, I pictured a man who had his shit together. And to me, that's someone I would want to date. If someone's schleppy, they may be amazing, but I'm going to overlook them at first until I have, I have to kind of peel off their clothes, which I'm sure I'll never do because I don't want to touch them if they don't look great. But you have to get under layers first to like someone if you can't go off their facade. And it sounds kind of shallow, but it's just reality. It's not shallow. It's accurate. It is accurate. It is accurate.
2: It's real. Like, that's the real response. Like, I have enough people in my life right now that I don't want to do extra work to dig to see somebody's qualities. If I was very needy right now, having no friends, yeah, I'll I'll take time to get to know somebody and then just be like, oh, you're a gem, even though you don't look like you're a gem. But when my life is full... I don't want to take the extra steps to figure out who somebody
1: is. And that, again... It's such a good point because as I've been swiping through Hinge lately, and I've kind of been on there for research, but then kind of gone in there for some like connection as well, and that hasn't really worked out. But I have noticed myself swiping left on people that look like they need work or help. I'm too old and I don't have time. And so even if they seem funny or maybe someone I could get along with, if they're lacking in that area, bye-bye. I just don't have time for it. I mean, I have time to lay in my bed and swipe through Twitter for four hours, but I don't have time to help a person. Right. Right. Well, because you realize it's a waste of
2: your time. Because it's like, you want to be the nice person. You want to be the, oh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But you don't want a project. No, you don't want a project. Yeah. Very well said.
3: Yeah, I think a lot of guys too, they feel like, uh, well, they'll say that, oh, I don't care about... My clothes, like uh, you know, my wife buys my clothes. Like I don't care. You know, it's not something that's important to me. And they they don't want to make kind of express themselves or make a statement that way. But what they don't understand is they are expressing themselves and making a statement. The statement is I don't care. And so like either way, you're saying something about yourself. You're you're kind of putting an image out there to the world. And I, honestly, I feel like most women they they just want to know that you do care about something. It, you know,
1: there is a point. This is so important because I do find with men they're black or white. And so if you say style they might think of like Fabio like with his shirt unbuttoned but it's a crisp like expensive shirt. That's not what we're talking about. I mean at least me and no, God me, I hurt like Brock because I would that is make what I'm talking Brock about. Job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, we don't mean to be like pocket square all the time guy who waxes his eyebrows. Marnie's making a weird face, but these dudes, the reason I actually bring that up is because... No, I guys, know. Because I don't okay. want that either. I think yeah. it's like, oh, horrible. And they're, they're out there. Last night, I swiped left on this guy who, who just was the cheesiest taking it way too far. So there's a balance. You don't have to go super extreme and it doesn't have to become your life necessarily to have a good look. The end. Rant over. Yes, the end. Exactly. I was going to say, could I, could I ask you, I guess, what are your thoughts on not only online,
3: but also in, in the real world, like if you're approached at a bar or something on height, like like if you're approached by a shorter guy, first of all, do you have any requirements? And if would you test them or, or say anything about it? And how would you want them to handle it? Mm, very good question.
2: I
1: would not. Kristen probably would push them. Right? It depends on the person and their energy. If it was someone I just absolutely wasn't attracted to, I wouldn't say a word about it. I wouldn't bring it up. And I would be polite and talk and chit-chat and banter. But if it was someone that I really felt a good rapport with and I had some interest in him, I wouldn't want to make him feel self-conscious. I'm not an asshole. I'm funny and I can bust balls with people, but I pick and choose when. So I would not say anything because that would throw him off his game. Maybe once we started dating or once it was a little bit more secure, I'd be like, why don't you go grab the heels tonight? Stuff like that. But no, not at the beginning. But girls can be kind of cold hearted and cruel and say things. And I've seen memes online of guys or videos from like bar stool sports of guys trying to talk to girls at bars and someone's videotaping and they're standing on their tippy toes. And so if they were doing something like that, yes, absolutely. I would that would be like a field day. That'd be great. But no, not just like a nice guy who's putting himself out there. I wouldn't ever be mean. Yeah, I would
2: never be mean either. There's no need for me. The honest truth is that if somebody were to come up who was 5'4 or 5'5, it would be all I could concentrate on in the very beginning if there wasn't something else for me to focus on. If he was talking to me with humor, great personality, if he had something other than his height... I could be distracted from his height. But I've had it many times where there are shorter guys who are focusing on the fact that they are shorter and having me carry the conversation. And really, all I can think about is their height and making them feel comfortable.
1: You're like, I can carry this conversation and you. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and i've had that happen a lot like even some guys
2: when they come up when they have a stutter and they don't acknowledge the stutter or at least show me something other than the stutter it's all i'm focusing on is how to make them comfortable in that moment that i can't actually focus on a connection or whether or not i like this person it's that's not where my brain goes my brain goes to caregiver mode and wanting to make them feel okay so that they have more confidence to go out and talk to other people So I I do find those things when they weigh heavy on the person who it's surrounding. I find it heavy on me and heavy on the other person as well.
3: Sure. Yeah, it makes sense. What about inserts or any sort of elevator shoe? Like, What would you think if you were talking to a guy and they were... I
2: would never notice that.
3: You wouldn't notice. but, But eventually, when you did notice, would it be a problem?
2: It's like wearing a padded bra. But it depends. It depends how I felt about them at that point. If I really liked this guy and I noticed that he did have inserts in his shoes or whatever, like high heels for men. So if I did notice that, It would ping me for a second, but I don't think it would be a big deal. And then I'd probably make fun of it as a joke later on to like tease him about it. But yeah, it wouldn't make me be like, oh yeah, I don't like this guy anymore. I think for some women it would. But again, it depends on what level of attraction you have for that person and how connected you are to them at that time that you find out.
1: I think guys can look at it from the perspective of if a girl is wearing a padded bra and she looks like she's got more than she does and then they go back and they're making out or hooking up and then you realize it's all padding. What are his thoughts? It's a little bit of a similar situation. If you like her as a person, you'll overlook it. If you don't really like her as a person and you're just trying to hook up, you'll probably be like, meh, I'm not as physically into her because I thought, you know, if you're a boob guy or whatever. So yeah, I think it's just being a human being is what you'll find matters if you like the person.
3: Yeah, it makes sense. I was just curious. I get that question all the time. Like, should you wear elevator shoes or not? And I personally don't But if they don't, make you feel but, good,
2: why not? Yeah. Like same I, thing I with a padded okay. bra. In like I'm wearing scenarios. a padded bra
1: right now. Yeah. In certain scenarios. It makes
2: me feel good.
1: Yeah, but it's like I'm not gonna wear my padded bra and push up my boobs when I'm going out to dinner with my mom. But if you need it in a circumstance like maybe you're going to a conference or you're going to a job interview or stuff like that, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it all the time for dates, just because you really don't want to mislead someone, but I don't think. Inserts actually. Now that I say that, could be big enough to make that big of a difference. No, if, but what yeah, is it? like if a half in an inch. Like how much? Them. How much height does it really give you? It,
2: it it just gives you that boost of confidence, right? Same thing as a push-up bra. It pushes your boobs up so they don't sag, and
1: that makes you feel good. And it makes you feel taller in a way.
2: Yeah. So I yeah, you know, I don't have. I'm not against having a little bit of extra help. I wear makeup. I wear and I, these are all things that make me feel better. So. Why not have a lift somewhere if you feel like you need a lift? Yeah.
1: And I mean, look at it like that. I right now have zero makeup on. I'm super not confident right now. And I wouldn't really want to leave the house necessarily without makeup. So many women are altering themselves in so many ways that, yeah, if you want to throw a little insert in there, fuck them. Put it in there. Right.
2: I tell her to take off
1: her mascara if she doesn't like it.
2: Yeah. So I want to hear like how you would handle somebody making a statement about your height. And I also want to hear Kristen's responses because she's got some good banter lines. But like, if a woman did say to you, you said before, they'll say like, oh, well, you're shorter than I thought. How do you react to that other than just sort of brushing it off? What would be some good ways to respond to that?
3: I think it kind of depends like how serious it is because if there really is just a joke or, or even just like a spur of the moment, like observation, I think humor is the best way. It's like it's like, yeah, like what can I say? Like I lie, you know, I lied on my profile, but I'm twice as charming in real life. Or, you know, just something to kind of let them know that like you're in the moment, you're witty, and it's not a big deal. If it's like a friend that really has said something that's offensive, I guess, to you, the best kind of analogy I would like to use is is say, okay, if a female friend says, Well, I only date guys over six foot I would say, well, I only date women under 150 pounds. <laughs> and, and just to put that out there, and it's not true, but just yeah. to put that out there, and then it's always a bad reaction. It's always like, how could you say that? Like, it's like, well, it's the same thing. The only difference is you have a little bit of control over your weight. So I do like to point out the bias a little bit if it's someone I care about, because I think people should be aware of that. But if it's like someone you just met, and it's in like a dating scenario, I think humor is always the way to go. Like, don't elevate it to that like serious tone, you know?
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Well, that was gonna be my next question. Like at a certain point, are you allowed to be bothered by your height and to express that to people that... Because I think a lot of times, people joke around with men very differently than how they would joke around with women because they think that guys should just be able to take it. But at a certain point, do you have to tell people like, that's not cool to say. Like, have you ever done that with somebody?
3: That's a tough one. I, I think about that a lot because like I was talking about that spectrum earlier and, and with my audience, I, I do have a lot of people who, their height is like really a problem. Like it's really a source of insecurity and and I feel for them. And I realize that like you can be short and also have other things like not going for you, you know? And so I, I feel for those people and it is a real thing. Like the prejudice is a real thing. There are studies mm-hmm. that it, it does affect money, it affects dating. And so I don't like to just pretend it's not there, but I also like to acknowledge it Try to point it out when it makes sense, but try not to dwell on it because I think it's so built into us as humans that it's not really going to change. And since we can't control our height, like it really makes sense to focus all our energy on other things. But it's tough because it it is there and it is a problem, but I don't think it's a problem we can really fix. I think it's a difficulty we just have to manage.
2: Well, Kristen, what do you think? I guess as a broader question, is there a point where... You want to educate other people about things that may be a pain point for you. Like, I guess my question is, like, if you have something that you're trying to not be bothered by, that maybe you've worked on to not be bothered by, but people keep coming at you, not realizing it's something that's affecting you, is there a point where you do choose the route of educating people on how hurtful it may be and maybe it's just like a broad question there is no right or wrong answer but I wanted to know from your point of view would you be turned off by a man who did say to you that it was a a vulnerable place for him to feel shorter or less than or fatter or whatever the insecurities are would that turn you off in some way for somebody to reveal that it was a pain point for them
1: right at first yeah because again, like I said earlier, you don't want a project. So save that kind of stuff for your therapist. That's what they're making the big bucks for. And with a girl, you want to do exactly what Brock was saying, which was be playful with it. And remember, I, I had that line. We talked about this a while ago. And I had that line of like going to a girl in a store like, here, let me get that for you. Let me reach that for you. And it's like a low shelf right? kind of thing. Yeah. That approach, I find attractive because it shows... Some uh, self awareness, which I find really attractive for some reason, but it also shows that you are okay with yourself. You know about it. Yeah. And it takes confidence to be a self deprecator to an extent. So if you self deprecate in just like the right ways about it, no, not a turnoff, but if you all of a sudden bleed your heart out about how it's ruined your life, I would instantly go into like a friend zone with that person. Like there'd be no more possibility of sexual attraction. Again, if it's early on in like what I like to call like maybe like the Fabergé egg phase of dating, like when it's super something so delicate. And then of course, as I got to know someone better, they could just be like, you know, it just like fucking sucks. And like you can go on a little bit of a rant and get it off your chest, of course, because now we've kind of established a rapport. But before that, yeah, no,
2: right, and you know so many other things before,
1: yeah. I do like the elephant.
2: But in the here, room. you could
1: make the joke of it's a very small the elephant. elephant so you was scared, right? It's like more of a baby right. elephant <laughs> that I'm calling out, right? right a baby yeah. elephant. elephant. It's Dumbo, exactly. Really, exactly. I like I
3: like that. Let me reach that. I'm going to use that. Sometime. I think that That's I think it's idea. amazing.
2: Like, just to find some way to bend down if you're sure. Let me reach say, that. For like, you. Oh, I, I can get, get that. Obviously,
1: like <laughs> I can get it. Right? <laughs> I feel like I can't. get it.
3: I think the other thing too that I like to keep in my mind. And this doesn't. I don't tell people this, but but I always keep it in my mind that like being short, like you're kind of the underdog. Like you're automatically the underdog. So, like I remember one time I was on a date in D.C. and I was I was walking off like a crowded street, like crowded bars, everybody's drunk, and there were these two like. Marine guys and they were big jacked infantry Marines and they started just giving me heat for no reason but I was with this girl I just met and I was like you know so I was just trying to be cool and they started making fun of me and saying like oh well, like you can never enlist like you had to be like six foot like 220 to enlist and I just remember thinking like you're six too but like look what you've done you enlist in the military not there's anything wrong with that but like that's what you're doing with your life you're drunk making fun of people on the street I have a business I'm on a date and I'm, I'm half your size. so I'm metaphorically here's what I'm bigger doing. than you. Exactly. Right. Exactly. And so it's kind of like, here's what I'm doing with what I was given. What are you doing with what you were given? You know?
1: Right. I completely agree with you. They should be like the Marine thing. That's the few, the proud, the Marines. They should be like the few, the shameful, the Marines. Those two guys. That was not nice. Yeah, I would have
3: said that. Then I would have got my ass kicked. So,
1: <laughs> Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> That's when you can't go after a Marine. Right, right. There's no way. Here's something else I would use as a short guy in like a fun bantery kind of thing is like, I would say evolution has not phased us out. We're clearly still getting banged because my dad was short. Here I am, he got banged we made it through evolution. So we're here to stay. And I would just like fuck around with it in that confident way that you're recognizing it, but you don't really give a fuck about it, even if you do. And then once you get to know the person, then you can bleed your heart a little bit here and there. Yeah,
2: I think that's sound advice for anybody who has anything that they're feeling insecure about. I'm going to wrap up the show here, but... Thank you so much for coming on to the show. This was wonderful. Do you want to tell people again where to find out more information about you so that they can join your Facebook group so they can show their outfits to other people who are trying to jump into style? Tell them where to find you.
3: Yeah, just Google The Modest Man. And if you like blogs, you can check out the blog. Check out the Facebook group. Or if you like videos me on YouTube and yeah thanks thanks you two so much for having me
2: ah, you're welcome you are wonderful I, we don't usually talk about style so like for me I'm even trying to wrap my head around how do I ask because obviously I have no style so I'm like I don't even know where to start with asking these questions but you were very helpful in helping me navigate this interview so I appreciate it and then Kristen where do people contact you if they want to find out how to banter once their style looks good and they've got women approaching them how do they then banter with these women to make them extra hot?
1: Well, they go to Kristenandchill.com. and I'm going to have a banter program out pretty soon where it's like a video download thing. And so I'm super excited for... Because it's taken me so effing long. I feel like I'm losing my mind, but it's going to be really comprehensive and massive bang for their buck. So that should be there soon. If this episode comes out in a couple of weeks, it'll probably be a couple more weeks, maybe just one after that. Okay. We'll update people on all of that. So don't worry
2: about that. All right. New episodes of the Ask Women podcast come out every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. I don't even know why I say 5 p.m. now because I post it every Thursday at 4. (laughs) 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 But just for you, it's every Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific. There are awesome episodes available of the Ask Women podcast online. We have now done 340 episodes of this freaking podcast. So if you want to go crazy during this quarantine, I definitely suggest going on to iTunes and just going through our complete catalog of episodes. We've talked about every topic over the past five, six years. So if you have a question, you can find the answer there. We will see you guys next week.